Good morning, party people. Welcome to Disrupt You. My name is Lachey Mathis, and I am one of your hosts. I am co-hosting today with the wonderful, the one and only... Dr. York. Hey, you're, you should maybe put some more jazz hands on that next time. <laughs> it's so cold, Lachey. It's so cold that it's hard to bring the, the, the jazz hands today. Hey, it's all right. We can just put some gloves on for this. Uh, um, okay, finish the sentence before we get started. I said, Burr, it's cold in here. There must be some blank in the atmosphere. What's in the atmosphere? <laughs> it sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's bring it on. It's the Tauros or the Clovers. It's how I test your alliance. <laughs> ah, I failed. I, I lost so much street cred right now. It's okay. If you are listening, please let us know if you thought immediately Tauros or Clovers. But it's okay that, Dustin, you didn't watch Bring It On 18 times at your 14th birthday party like I did. So <laughs> today we're going to be diving. <laughs> um, that makes sense, too. Today we're going to be diving into talking about, um, of course, the different things within higher education, but also Gen Z and professionalism. So something that is really great about time right now is all the different social media apps we have, right? Everyone can be creative and say funny things. And Gen Z can attack millennials on their skinny jeans and their side parts. I will not stop wearing those. And I will, I don't really have a side part because I have an Afro, but if I want to have a side part, I will keep my side part Gen Z. (laughs) But the great part about it is, yes, it's a space to be creative. However, what we're seeing more and more of is HR departments are saying, I am more concerned with what you're posting on your feed rather than if there's a picture of you drinking at a party in college that they're more upset with what you posted rather than um, what you shared photo wise. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's the most damning thing. And I've been saying this for students for for quite some time. If you're going hard against your current employer or past employer, I don't want that baggage, right? right? I don't want to bring that into my team, right? Yeah. And I get this a lot. That's, well, I have private, I have my account set to private. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> HR is not hacking you. It's literally in all that stuff that you agreed to when you set up your account. Nothing's private. We can, HR can get into your and see everything on your feed, even if you have all the privacy settings turned on. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, I do like scroll through your feed and like, it's not even just like a, oh, like work sucked today. Okay. We get that. You know, everyone sometimes has their bad days, but it's when like, you will not believe that Steven had the audacity to say to me at lunch. And then I told him, and you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this to his next report. So he doesn't get to get it in. I'm like, Whoa, you are spilling the tea for me. Right. Like, and I, I mean, I'm excited to read how your day was going, but I'm not excited to hear how, how terribly it was and how open you are to just bashing people on the internet. Cause as we know, the internet's forever. So when you think about people applying for jobs, um, like right out of the gate, um, maybe not necessarily college students, but maybe, you know, millennials looking to switch jobs. What are things that, you know, are, think are important for their social media? What do they need to be being aware of? Since you obviously know being private doesn't really count. Do you think it just say whatever, just forget it and make yourself public and call it a day? What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, so at the end of the day, your social media is your brand. You have to understand that your brand is important. It is important right now. Employers are looking at you, headhunters. Even if you're not you know, applying for jobs, they're still looking for you. So right. definitely make sure some tactical things. There's still a place for private because 
you know, there's harassment that goes on right. online. I think especially with women online of men trolling or men harassing online. So I think there's still a place for private. It's just yeah. know that private doesn't do anything for companies, <laughs> companies that are right. hired social media pros, like know how to get past your privacy settings are still going to do that. Right. Um, some other pro tips, like have your, your profile image the same on every single social media platform. I think people say, oh, this is my my family on Facebook and my mm -hmm. artsy picture on Instagram. They, think of it as your brand, right? Your brand right. should be that that image that you represent yourself, whether that be artistic, whether that be financial, right? Whether that be whatever that is, make yeah. sure that, that profile picture is the same on every platform. What tips do you have? Hmm, let's see. I think that's just my biggest one is that people think that just because like you had a status that you can like, that can just be deleted. And yes, it can be deleted, but like everything lives on the internet. And so do you remember back when Facebook used to be like, Lachey Mathis is, and you'd be like, going shopping with my friends. Like, in the, like, and you ended it with a sentence. It wasn't like, it like prompted you to finish something. And so I think just my biggest tip is just being aware, continuing to be aware, even if like, I think it's really easy for us now that we're a little bit older as millennials to be like, oh, like it's fine. Like I've already started my job. I've already done my, done my thing. But also knowing that the internet is such a wealthy place for you to get connected with people. Mm -hmm. And like, I, my, for my class that I teach in the fall, I was like, let's do a panel of influencers. And so I reached out to different influencers, whether that be people who own businesses that are like for Instagram photos or a, a TikToker that had like 2 million subscribers or whatever, anything like that, uh, or followers, excuse me. And all those people were like, yeah, definitely we'll join in. But like now I have, I have connections with all those people because of my online presence with them. And so I think just continuing to utilize that. But I also think that that brings in bum, 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 LinkedIn. Um, yeah, hot take. Dustin's a huge fan of LinkedIn. Um, I to find it very, I, what'd you say? To the moon. LinkedIn. To, yeah, you you love LinkedIn. Like if, if like we had to do that. Like pick which social media apps you'd want to buy for $15 game that we always do. Like, I think you spend all your money on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, I don't know why LinkedIn for me is like, uh, why do you, I know it's great, but I don't think I fully utilize its wealth of space. Why do you think LinkedIn is so great? All right. All right. I'm selling you on LinkedIn right now, Lachey. All right, Let's here see. we go. First of all, it's not toxic yet. Right. Right. Book is toxic. Twitter right. has some trolls on it. It's just yes. at this point, for the most part, LinkedIn is not toxic. Can you imagine a LinkedIn troll like has like a little. It's like a troll with a little briefcase. Like <laughs> I'm gonna come mess up your mess up your your professional life. <laughs> yes. So and also, it's gonna kill off the resume, Lachey. Like okay. Today you need a resume. Five years okay. from now, you do not need a resume anymore. Resumes. Okay. People lie. Are you putting resumes. money on that? That you believe that we will not use resumes in five years? If I can find a casino that will take that bet, I put <laughs> money on it. That the majority, fifty-one percent, okay. of corporate jobs won't okay. be taking resumes. They'll be taking LinkedIn accounts because okay. they're more trustworthy. People lie on resumes and get away with it. But if you lie True. on LinkedIn, your former employee is going to call you out on your BS. No, right. you weren't a VP. You were an intern, right? Right. So yeah. Trustworthy. And the algorithm, I mean, know that Google's an algorithm. If you've ever Googled yourself on Google, LinkedIn mm -hmm. is the behemoth of an algorithm to try to, I don't know, give you success professionally. Yeah. 
If you can mm. optimize your LinkedIn, I have a whole keynote about this. If you can optimize your LinkedIn page, you come up high when headhunters are looking to fill a position. Okay. Okay. So what is like, okay, we don't have a whole keynote about it. Everybody just just said it, like dropped a hint, but so we don't have a whole keynote about it. Don't like give us, you know, the whole, like the whole package of, but like, what is one tip today people can be using to fix their LinkedIn for me? Cause like for me, I'm like, I'm probably like, I don't say like a B on my LinkedIn. Like I have some nice stuff, but like, it could be like zhuzhed up a little bit. What's a hot tip you have hot take um, for LinkedIn. I love it. Okay. Here's a super tactical one. Okay. So first SEO algorithm is all about keywords, right? So headhunters are using keywords to find the best person. Now, Lachey, you want that job. A headhunter is going to go out because a lot of companies find it's more profitable to find the person than wait for the right person. I believe that everyone like wants to feel wanted, right? Absolutely. Like people are like, oh, I have this job. Interview. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a star. Flip my hair. <laughs> so Lachey, you want to be found. One way to do that, there's a lot of them. There's one way is keywords. You want to be ranking for the right keywords. This is literally how you do it. So if you take notes, here's how you do it. Take five job descriptions, five different companies of a job that you want, right? Preferably in the same field. Copy and paste all five of those job descriptions into a word cloud. So just (laughs) Google a word cloud. They're free. Don't pay for them. A word cloud. Mm -hmm. Paste all five of them in a word cloud. And you're going to see... Right, you've seen these are like a right. big circle with words that are some big, one some small. Yep. The big words are obviously important. Use those words in your LinkedIn account because more likely okay. those are words that the headhunter is using to find okay. the person to interview. All right, I like it. You guys heard it here first. Word cloud. Honestly, I like that step too because I'm a visual person. I, I, if I could just copy paste it all into one space, see what people are looking at, I think that's a great idea. Um, so my picture. So takeaways. Word cloud, figure out, you know, what I need to put in my, my LinkedIn, have a matching photo. That one is where I'm, I have a difficulty, like matching photo on all platforms. Cause like the one that I have right now is like on the steps at Maryville, like looking fresh, but that's like not my Instagram and my Facebook. So this is interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to consider this. What do you so, think though? Give us a, give us a, something we can use today. Something you can use today. Social brands. What do you got? For which part? For LinkedIn? Yeah. Um, I think for my, like my LinkedIn tip is like to make your cover creative and like to make it fit your brand. Right. So it, you could just do something simple, of course, but like for me, like my top five strengths are activator, strategic, arranger, positivity, and woo, which is winning others over from the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. So I went ahead and I made like a simple graphic in Canva to match like my brand and who I was. Um, but also like not being afraid to utilize the connections that are on there. Like if somebody does reach out to you, whether you are looking or you aren't looking for a job, like it's always great to practice your interviewing skills. And so whether you want to just kind of see what's out there, um, see what people are, you know, seeing why they like you, <laughs> um, just kind of going from there. I don't want to get rid of my resume because I love it. It's like very fun. There's a hand waving. It says like, hi, I'm Lachey. There's a phone at the bottom that says, let's keep in touch. Like it's very cool. Um, and so I don't truthfully want to get rid of my resume, but like, fine, I guess I could like, you know, make my LinkedIn cooler then. So, <laughs> fantastic. so awesome. So let's dive into, for the sake of time, I want to dive into our, we're doing two topics this week, everybody. So we've done three in the past. We're going to dive into our second topic before we do that. Dustin, I know you well, you know me pretty well. The people don't know us well. Before we dive into our second topic today, I need to know. What is something the people do not know about you that are listening today? 
something that people don't know is that to get my daughter interested in entrepreneurialism, we flip Jordan shoes together. It's our own business. We flip kids size Jordans on eBay. Okay. All right, that's what you have. Give us something. Give us- oh my gosh. I don't know. This is tough now. Um, oh, I, let's see. Um, this is so tough now that I asked you the question. Um, I have a dog, Ruthie, that I love. I never had any pets growing up because my parents were military. So I have a dog, Ruthie, that I love. However, this past September, I took her for a walk and I stepped in a hole because she pulled something and broke my foot. Very expensive, but I still love her very much. So I just started PT last week, everybody. If you're wondering on the update status of the broken foot, but I do love her very much, so it's okay. Adorable. (laughs) So, okay. Now you guys have learned a little more about us on today's episode. We're going to dive into the future of tuition, what college could look like. Um, obviously we are working on a, such a big subscription model when it comes to television. Dustin, what are all the subscriptions that you have? Do you have Hulu, Disney plus Netflix, Peacock? What do you have? I got them. I got the Netflix, all of them? Disney, Spotify. <laughs> I've got the things. You got all the things. So when you think about the future of college, we've talked about this a little bit last week and how people, what it would look like if, you know, you were giving a lecture to a hundred people, but how would that look like going out to thousands of people? When you think about the future of education, what are you expecting to happen next after this virtual world kind of, yeah. I don't know, honestly, it's not going to dissolve. It's going to just continue to shift, of course, in waves. But what are you thinking? So let's share, I, I got I to gotta pull a number on you real quick. Okay. So, since I was born, so I'm going to give my hot take. I'll, I'm going to give my age here. But since 19... 19- I love how your age is the hot take of the episode. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if anyone was wondering hot take, here's how old I am. <laughs> so, since 1986, tuition has increased 497%. 497% inflation of higher ed. That's over double of, of, of national inflation. So we got to say things, we got to restructure this. I think we've gotten a little bit too high on our supply a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at the offerings that we're giving and know that higher ed is a business at the end of the day. And it's not just one product anymore. Yeah, We have to differentiate the products. Right. On campus is different than online. And there's opportunities financially for those tuition models, like subscription. Right. What you're saying is an online model. Give me mm-hmm. a, you know, X university plus where you okay. can monthly, you can get yeah. whatever want you can get help with taxes it's tax season coming up so you can help with your, anything whatsoever that you want i think that is a fantastic option um but then there's the on ground which is different right people mm-hmm. say okay how do we do that hey that model has to change as well at the end of the day okay yeah what, what do you i was got? gonna say what what do you think has to change with the traditional college model yeah the traditional on ground college model it's it's broken well, we okay. know it's basically an area for rich people, for the most mm. part. There's mm-hmm. people with money that go that are on campus, that live in dorms in general. And you say, and that may trigger, trigger someone says, I'm not rich. If you went on a vacation ever and left your neighborhood, you're rich. You had more mm-hmm. income than you were burned, right? So you have that. So middle income individuals are still are seen as rich as far as the whole country goes. And we okay. see the top 1% of families pay for more college than the bottom 60% of families Mm. in the United States. So we got to see what kind of things can we do to offset this gap? I'm going to give you, let's see, I want to give you something. Let's see what you think about this. Okay. I'm listening. Here we go. This is a hot take for you. More hot than what you're (laughs) saying. What if we offer for on ground 
tuition. We offer, we offer VIP resources, things like super high-end dorms, VIP experiences, increased tuition for that kind of stuff, right? So we're okay. eating into that top 1%, but that extra money from those high-end resort, those dorms that basically are resorts and et cetera, then become gasoline on scholarships. So we can mm. bump up the bottom 60%. How do you feel about that? But you're also paying extra for right. that hop in. So what do you think about that? Um, here's my my rebuttal of your hot take. Mm-hmm. So so I, I live in the fancy resort dorm because you know it's me. And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I live in the fancy resort dorm. If I'm not somebody who's in like that top percent of families and such, where do I live? Do I live like in a basic dorm? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I, but we're gonna go back and know what you're talking about how, how everything is a class system and you're like oh it's an ugly situation mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying I hear the resort I hear the water park on campus I don't know I just think there's something so magical about traditional college I'm not saying we need to that there's nothing that needs to change about it like I miss tradition like obviously we've been like out of traditional college this year right like it's been totally like taken like a, a piggy bank and like shook upside down but I don't know. I feel like, I think like that would make a weird campus divide. I hear what you're saying. I, like I, if you're like, uh, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I actually have to go stay at the Ritz Carlton dorm and you can go stay with the pullers. Like, so, <laughs> um, I, All right, know, I, think that, yes. I know you're a Disney person. Let me really, let's talk about okay. Disney world. You can yes. see Grand Floridian, the high end, high end. Yes. But once you're in the park, you have the same fast passes as the economy um hotel that's true you're staying at you eat at the same restaurants when you're mm-hmm. in so the culture of the in the park when you're in magic kingdom that's the classroom that's right. the events right you're together yep yep but when you leave those yeah you're you're paying for the floridian versus pop century which is i don't know three four times the price difference <laughs> right but if we're saying it this way instead of money going into disney's pocket that money that we're making from the Grand mm-hmm. Floridian of universities, we can okay. pay scholarships. And okay. that is a life-changing opportunity for a lot of no, people. No, for sure. I think that, you know, I I think scholarships are the jam. I think that, I think there's obviously <clears throat> some more opportunities when we do something like that. And like, we have more scholarship funding, especially for schools that don't, that only do like specific like merit-based scholarships or like, you went to this middle school and this high school and your last name starts with an, an X. So then you can definitely get this scholarship. Like I think that this opens some more doors for other scholarship opportunities. I don't know. I think I understand what you're saying, but I would have to really see it laid out. <laughs> I'd have to, but, but that's the thing is like, you're really team like self-driving cars. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I trust a self-driving car, but I'll tell you what I did want a self-driving car was last week when it started to snow and my car was across the parking lot. And I was like, I wish I could just drive around and pick me up because I'm lazy today. <laughs> so I, that's why I like this podcast, though, because we get to, you know, share both sides of our ideas and our brains. So I know that's what you're that's what you're like. OK, I love this like VIP experience. What other what other like things are you like? Oh, here's one. Do you think college would ever be free? Ooh, 110 percent. No. Never gonna happen. 
It's never going to happen. I hear you, Bernie supporters, and I love the enthusiasm. It's never going to be free. This is why. Because the people, first, the people who are paying for it, again, are at 1%. Why are we right. going to start giving them free? <laughs> We're going to change the model to support right. lower-income individuals to have those <clears throat> same opportunities. But here's another thing. He, Lachey, here's a hot take. We don't get into politics on this on this podcast by any means. But who's going to have to pay for it is the government. Government's going to have to pay for it. Right. At the end of the day, the government's when the government is split 50-50 and Republican versus Democrat, Yes, Lachey, what is the breakdown of professors in the United States of Republican versus Democrat? Oh, I don't have any idea. Oh. For every one one Republican professor, how many are Democrat? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the the, the makeup of the country right now. (laughs) I feel like it's probably pretty split, but maybe it's like, I mean, okay, in my brain, I'm like, it's probably like two, but in reality, it's probably half. Okay, <laughs> so, so if we went statistically, it should be one-to-one, really. If we Right, truthfully, nine, yes. If it was statistically correct, it'd be one-to-one. It is one-to-nine. One-to-nine. But is one is Republican, nine are Democrat? Of professors in the United States. So okay. if you are a Republican, half of the Senate and the and House, et cetera. Right. How, I don't feel so motivated to pay for these colleges, right? That right. aren't believing in the values that I believe in in half the country. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen mm. whatsoever. Um, we have to still charge because the affluent individuals are paying for it. All we have to do is we got to change the model up on ground so we can pay okay. for the same experiences for individuals that we try to lift up families in the United States. On the second day, we got to get this this Netflix Lachey. I know you're this, signing up. This Netflix for the classroom. We love to see it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you my name for it, anybody, because I'm not trying to have anybody swindle it away. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Um, okay, that's fair. We are almost out of time for today, so we got on some serious stuff. So, last thing I'm going to ask you that's not related to our normal podcast: What's your favorite part about college? Like whether that's being a professor or an experience that you had, what is your favorite part about college? 100, yeah, 110%. The favorite part, and this is going to come from the educator that's telling you to go to class and to do the assignments and get a good grade (laughs) on the quiz is the experience with friends. Is that that's what I remember the most, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what... I, I still have the lifelong connections that I have today and the people that I've met, whether they be friends at a bar or professionals that I networked with. And that was the reason I got um, oppor- professional opportunities. I think college really is that opportunity to say, hey, I can't go find these things myself. I, I could find stuff on YouTube. I could go and just mm-hmm. talk to random strangers. But college is like, hey, we're going to give you all that stuff, stir it in a pot and say, here yeah. you go. Dive in. Right. Yeah, you got all these sure. opportunities. What do you think, Lachey? No, I think that's a great one. I even think like right now with like we're starting to plan the wedding. And I'm like, okay, I have a friend that I know who does graphic design. I have a friend who I know who does this and does that. So like, yeah, I absolutely agree with those connections. I think too, being an open, open opportunity, I don't want to say to fail, but like to try and like if it doesn't work out, okay. Like I remember my freshman year, I was so afraid to just go check out a student organization. So I only checked out like one or two. By the time I graduated, I was in 13 student organizations, a sorority and a double major. Because once I realized like, look at all the stuff that's out there, the people you can meet, like you said, the networking and the connections. But yeah, no, I agree. I think the people, but 
a big part of that was like meeting people in my classes, meeting them at student organizations and things like that. So that is all we have for Disrupt You today. We did a two topic episode. Let us know what you think of three. We put the professionalism stuff first and then more of our higher ed stuff second. If you're like, I'm vibing this, I'm liking it, let us know. But that is all we have for today. Go out, disrupt the world and be your beautiful self. Go.